Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, I'm Scott Soshnick. And I'm Evan Novi williams and this is the $405 billion sports business podcast, The Sportacast. Four hundred and five billion dollars. Yeah, uh, I. The only thing I regret here, Eben, is that our friend Mr. Kurt Bodenhausen is not available to mm. join us because when we tout his work and anything that has anything to do with valuations, of course, you know, Kurt has his fingerprints all over it. But uh, he's traveling today, and you know, not in a spot where he can join us and do this. So you and I will just have to interpret exactly how Kurt came up with the <laughs> most valuable franchises global in professional sports and the top, he did top 100 and that's the 405 billion in aggregate the top 100 franchises according to Kurt have a worth of 405 billion dollars led by drum roll please although it's already been out no surprise the Dallas Cowboys does that does four hundred and five million billion dollars? Does that seem high or low to you in the grand scheme? Seems like of a lot of money. It doesn't. Seems it, like a it's lot funny. Of money. I had the I had the exact opposite feeling. I mean, obviously, I I, I know a good deal of of Kurt's numbers, and I could probably have back ended it myself. I mean, put this another way: How many U.S. companies do you think have a market cap above four hundred and five billion dollars? How many U.S. companies? Apple, Google. Amazon, yeah. <laughs> yeah, keep going. Yeah, um, I don't know how many have there's have you eight, done this? There's eighteen, eighteen uh, over, over four hundred and five billion. Yeah, the the, okay. the, the give, me, give me some that I wouldn't have come up with. Um, Exxon Mobil is the lowest. I would have four hundred and nineteen. See, I, I would have gone to the oil companies. Okay. United Health Group Incorporated. Yeah, healthcare makes sense, but I wouldn't have come up with it. Uh, Broadcom five seventy five sixty seven. Um, Tesla, which you probably would have come up with, 614. Yeah, I e- Eli Lilly, Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturer, um, NVIDIA, obviously, skyrocketing up this list in the past uh, in the past couple of years. Walmart's in there, Visa. Um, I'm not sure if anyone here is a, is a shock in terms of how big they are, but um, yeah, I, I think kind of framed that way, that there are 18 companies worth more than the, the 100 most, most valuable sports teams in the world, right. maybe is a, is a silly way of looking at it. But I was a little surprised that it wasn't uh, wouldn't have been higher on this list for sure. I'm going to triangulate early. Ooh, let's, let's see if you get it right, Mr. Novi Williams. And by the way, you're throwing me off. Do you have like a your 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 headset like flipped up? Yeah, it's the like microphone. Your, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I know you also like put your hair in yeah. a man bun, so I thought your man bun had suddenly been pulled to the side. I'm like, what an odd look. <laughs> now I, it's like it's not the bun. It's your it's, microphone. Yeah, it's my Britney mic. Yeah. All right. Well, you mentioned Broadcom. 
Do you know who the founder of Broadcom is? Uh, I'm sure Triangulating. I do. We're bringing it back to sports. Mm, I don't know who. Do you know the name Henry Samwelly? Oh, of course. Samwelly family. Yeah, yeah. The owners yeah. of the Ducks. Mighty Ducks. Yeah. yeah. Or just Ducks at this point. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, well, there you go. We, I, I was triangulating there. You that's just happened. Rich, I mean, you just happened to mention Broadcom. That's Henry Samwelly, and he owns the Ducks. There you go. Yep. Yep. So. So, so what go. else jumps out to you on this list? I know you had a really good tweet about the the highest, the the most valuable team in each of the leagues. Yeah, I went for the leagues just for fun. Team. I wanted yeah. a peek. So NFL obviously got the Cowboys right there at the top. Makes perfect sense. Golden State Warriors. So NBA, you check them off the list. Golden State Warriors number two. You want to go to baseball. New York Yankees come in at number five. Then you go to soccer. Manchester United comes in at number 13. Um, Auto racing, F1, whatever you want to do. Ferrari is there at number, what was it? 71. 71, cross it out. And I was really, when as I was going down the list, I was wondering if a National Hockey League team would make the top 100. And then there were the Toronto Maple Leafs at number 82. Yeah, so, there's, there's um, a few in there on, on the way back end. The, the thing that the, of the numbers you just said, the one that jumps out to me the most, which genuinely does surprise me. And again, I, I look at every single one of Kurt's valuations. We talk about them every time mm-hmm. he does them on the show. The fact that there is not a soccer team in the top 10, there are only two soccer teams in the top 20 of the most. I, I, for a while there, and, and it has changed, obviously, but for a while there, as of two or three years ago, Manchester United, Real Madrid, and Barcelona were kind of neck and neck with the Warriors and the Cowboys and the Yankees in terms of what the most valuable clubs in the world were. And then the U.S. market has has shot up in terms of valuation relative to, to, to the European ones. And we could talk about why or why not that's happened. But it is genuinely surprising to me that you have Manchester United at 13, you have Real Madrid at 19, Barcelona, there's 22 teams worth worth more than Barcelona around the world. Liverpool's the fourth soccer team at number 29. Soccer is nowhere near as prevalent at the top of this list as I would have thought it was as a, as a knee-jerk reaction if you had just asked me about this last week. All right, well, then you said, you know, why or why not? We could talk about it. Let's talk about it. Why uh, are the soccer teams not? And by the way, we know we've just had some pretty big teams sell. Man United, you know, Peace, you've, you've had Chelsea in the not-too-distant uh, too distant past. So, I mean, we're seeing the numbers that they're trading at. So this isn't sort of, we, we have some real-world confirmation of what Kurt is reporting here, that, you know, they're not at 9, 8, 7, like the Cowboys, Warriors, Yankees. Yeah, the, the, the main thing that jumps out to me, obviously, is the lack of cost control. In, in these in these leagues, right? That that if you take a look I think at the, the word Cowboys, you're looking for is salary cap. <laughs> yeah, the, the Cowboys have a hard cap on hard what they are allowed to spend. And Warriors have the yarmulke soft cap. <laughs> the Cowboys have a hard cap. They get a, a check that's worth more than double the salary cap every year just from national revenue before they make a single dollar at home. And that is not just cost certainty, which 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 helps its business, but also uh, allows a lot of money to be con- turned into profit. Right, the Cowboys are supremely profitable as an organization. If you look at these big European soccer teams like Man United, Real Madrid, and Barcelona, they essentially spend what they bring in, and and it's a billion dollars in, and it's a billion dollars out. It's the, the and they're cost. also competing with entities, by the way, that are happy to spend whatever it takes to win. Exactly. So so you have teams that are owned by petro states that have literally no no financial limits, um, and you are you are constantly competing with them for talent. And and unlike the NFL and unlike even baseball, which 
doesn't really have a cap, but does have luxury tax controls and and, and Americans. Some rev I share, think, yeah. You think of a, a baseball as, as really unfair when it comes to spending. European soccer is is dramatically further than that. And, and and another way to illustrate this point, Kurt, whenever he does these valuations, lists the revenue multiple that teams sell at. Right, the the in the NBA at the top end, teams are selling for eleven times revenue. In the Premier League, valuation wise, teams are valued at four and a, four and a half times much, low, much lower revenue. Yeah. It's it's significantly lower. We haven't talked about relegation promotion. I think that at the top end here, not a huge factor. Like Manchester United and Real Madrid are not going to get relegated anytime soon. Um, it certainly affects valuations at the lower end of those leagues. I would have said Bears turns would still be around, Evan Novi Williams. <laughs> Maybe. That's what I, I would have said. I could be wrong. I think outside of like a Juventus-style massive scandal and financial fair play issue, I cannot see a world where, where these top, top teams get relegated. Ooh. But Ooh. yeah. The, the, I, can see, I can see that world. I can see. So, it. so maybe there is, and it would be a good question for Kurt to see if promotion relegation is baked into the the, the risk profile in his valuations of Manchester United or, or Barcelona or Real Madrid at all. Again, one of the the things that that I guess one of the the few benefits of unlimited cost is that you are able, if you're spending at the top top, to virtually guarantee yourself uh, that you're not going to finish in the bottom three of your league if you're in the European uh, if you're in the Premier League or if you're in La Liga as examples but yeah, yeah again the the, the the thing that jumps out to me when I look at the, the very cool color-coded list of the hundreds most valuable teams is, is just how how much soccer has fallen out of the top 20 relative to where it was just just five years ago. Now, we're not talking the marquee franchises that you just named, sort of those top six that have, you know, like the Super League wannabes. But I can tell you that proposed owners uh, of middle-level clubs, um, when they were in negotiations or looking at some of these clubs, they were, um, I would say, counseled to include some sort of uh, protection language, yep. some relegation protect- protection language. So obviously, you get sent down, your, your broadcast revenues are going to you know, take, a, take a big hit. So, I mean, at least it figures in there. Now you wonder, like, yes, it is a possibility that a, uh, a big, big league cl- uh, club, one of the marquee clubs, could get relegated. Could you imagine if, like, all of a sudden Manchester United is playing down oh in the gosh. second division or whatever? Oh, just, just what a catastrophe that would be financially yeah. for the club in addition to the embarrassment for, for fans and players. How many fans would show up? Yeah, how many fans are showing up? Just let's play some fun here. All those, all those fans, like they would be walking alone. I'll put it to you that way. Yeah. You know, when the players go on the field, they would be walking alone because I don't think too many would support them to come back up. Ju- Juventus would be maybe the most, the, the, the easiest way to test this, right? Because Juventus is essentially the Manchester United of, of, of Italy and, and, and were sent down within the past decade because of, not because of they finished in the bottom. Yeah, it's not, of, yeah, it's of, not of poor play, right? They would um, dock a whole bunch And of I don't points, know yeah. how much the fervency of fans and all that changed as they were working their way. And, and no surprise, they very quickly got their way back up to, to yes. Syria A and are now back at the at, 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 in the top tier of Syria. Ah, um, but yeah, it would be interesting to, to look at that. Another thing that jumps out to me, Scott, looking at we talk a lot about how how dominant the NFL is business wise, valuation wise. The lowest, the least valuable NFL team is the Cincinnati Bengals. They are ranked fifty third on this list. So all thirty two NFL teams in the top fifty three of the most valuable sports teams in the world. Um, a pretty amazing, amazing stat there. Like you said, it's sort of your you you how you can't you can't let's say it you can't you can't own an NFL team and lose money. 
Not right now. Not, not with <laughs> the system in place right now. Yeah. It would yeah. be like you would have to be the worst business person on the face of the earth to find a way to lose, like overpay some by tremendous amount on, on a lease or something like that. Because your biggest cost is your players, and it's a fixed amount. And we know how by how much more the national revenue alone uh, covers those costs. And then we talk about tickets and T-shirts and suites and parking and all that other great stuff, the ancillary revenue from other parts of the business. Like, you just can't. Well, that's why they go for what they go. Um, but winning and losing, not a big deal. People always wonder, if you win, is it worth more, whatever. Uh, again, just number one. When's the last time the Cowboys won the Super Bowl? I don't have the year. Do you know? It's been a while. 1996, been a while. No. something like that. All right. Yeah. Like, the Golden State Warriors, I would say their valuation has far less to do with this recent dominance of Steph Curry and the boys uh, than Chase Center, downtown waterfront project. Remember years ago when we had Rick Welts, the former CEO of the team on the program, he said, if I knew then what I know now, I just wouldn't have done it. Mm. Like what what a really difficult project that was to get done. Uh, We've said it before on, on the program where the NBA union every year gets a chance to audit five teams at the end of the season. Um, when that building came online, that was like numbers 1, 1A, 1B, 1C. They were like, we want to see what, what the, uh, the Chase Center is spitting off in terms of revenue. But Jets, number 10, right? Yep. $6 billion. Commanders, you know, we know that recent history. Josh Harris just bought for $6 billion. Funny, there's 605 there. They have a lot of teams that haven't won. Hey, Maple Leafs, even the top team in hockey, been a while since they won anything. Number 82, so uh, it, you don't even have to really field a a team that wins. Right? Yankees, like I, I know their their business plan does somewhat rely on being competitive and, and being a winning team. That is what the brand stands for, and they suffer both in ratings, points, and attendance when they don't win. Um, but they always have a high payroll, right? We're are they going to shell out more this year? Everybody's asking. We're getting the pitchers and catchers. Are they going to go get Blake Snell? That would require some serious luxury tax implications. The Yankees of old, yes. The Yankees of now, eh, maybe not because we can still make some money. So winning and losing, not as big a part of where you will fall on this list. Let's go back to the Golden State Warriors for a second because you're right. If you if you look at the top 20, even, even more, it is very clear that recent success – does not is not the biggest determining factor of how valuable your team is. The Warriors stand out alone to me, and, and we'll get to the the Chase Center in a second. The the Warriors have catastrophic they they have jumped up significantly in the past decade as they became one of if not the most successful NBA teams of the past decade. I am very curious when when the Steph Curry era ends if this team ever suddenly has two or three years where they are not a good basketball team. Uh, in the same way that the, both the Lakers and the Knicks, the other two NBA teams in the top 10, have had those years in the past decade. I'm really curious to see how Kurt values the Warriors when when this when this gravy train is over. And, and the obvious antidote to the argument that it might go down is, is what you said about the Chase Center. Um, but so much of the Chase Center's success, at least long-term in my opinion, is the kind of status symbol that the Warriors have in the Bay Area. And, and Steph is a big part yeah, of that. The prime, success is a big part a of that. prime ticket and the suites and everything, yeah. Yes, I, I do wonder if... Uh, if the team, because they 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 were never anywhere close to this ranking or valuation before the team got Steph and became really good, it's the one team that jumps out to me on this list as, huh? I wonder if there's if there's if there's five or six lean years in a row 
what it does to their valuation because we know what that does to the Cowboys. It doesn't really affect it. We know what it does to the Knicks. It doesn't really affect it. All the teams that you mentioned are, are, are in here for other reasons. The Warriors are the only one that, at the top here that jump out to me as, a, as at least a little bit of a question mark moving forward. I wish I could remember the name. It would be an all-star move if I could remember the executive's name, but I don't. Shame on me. It's just been a long time. Let me ask you this, Novi Williams. You probably don't know. So you could look at, like, Steph Curry going away. Fine. You had to prepare for the day when you were the Chicago Bulls. Mm. Like, what would business be like? Who's going to show up when you've got – remember there was – I believe the fun thing we said was there's showtime and slow time. Like, you had showtime and now you got slow time. Yeah. So you know what you had when you had Michael in the building. and Okay, so let me ask you, do you know the dip that occurred when Jordan left Chicago? Do you know the dip that occurred? I don't. Do you want to take a guess? I'd be very curious. So the, this is the dip in, in valuation? Uh, this is, I mean, I would say, no, I would say like attendance and, and all that and suites and sponsorships. You know, the dip that occurred that would ultimately, of course, affect the valuation of the team. Yeah. Now, I'm going back by this. I'm only using my old brain here. I'm trying to remember. Okay. And I really wish I could remember the executive that was with the Bulls. I just, I'm so annoyed that I can't remember his name. But um, just quick, you know, like 30,000 foot level. What do you think was the erosion yeah, or deterioration in the fan base? I feel like you're setting base? me up to, to go way higher no. than the actual truth. But I'm going to say 25%. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. I was setting you up. How about zero? Yeah. I had a feeling, had a feeling that was coming. Yeah. 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 I, well, yeah. I, I was trying to figure out a way I could maybe set a trap for you. Yeah. But, I, you know, there was really no way. And I'm real. Ah, what was it? That, but they they really built such a, a data-driven customer base of mm-hmm. Bulls fans and who came and they were able to tap the list and they had a wait list and all that stuff. And there was no diminution. Virtually no diminution between showtime and slow time in Chicago. That's great. I yeah, mean, that, and that's a model that the, I'm sure the that, Warriors yeah. are going to look at at some point, right? Yep. When, it, when, when this run. Oh, they're looking end. already. Yeah. I mean, these are not young guys now at this point. You've got to be ready for when this thing is. You're not a championship team already there, and when you know Steph is not there anymore. Totally. So, so what was his you, name? What was his name? Oh, it's bothering the heck out of me. What? And was, then we stop and, recording. It's going to hit you. No, no, I don't think it's going to – like some things you get the recall and it comes back. Like I know it, but I mean it is – there's the medulla in the back and then there's the place where this is being stored, like behind that. Like this is is the back closet where there's so much stuff in front of it that it will never make daylight. But anyway – yeah, uh, I'll I'll dig it out. I'll put it on. So there are there are ten leagues represented on the top hundred here, Scott. Uh, not among those ten leagues is Major League Soccer. 
Uh, the the most yet. valuable clubs in Major League Soccer over the one billion dollar mark, one point one, one point two. That the, the hundred list ends at one point seven. So at some point soon, I think you and I probably both agree that we'll, we'll probably have an MLS team uh, on this list at some point in the next decade for sure. Um, but season starts uh, heading today as we record on Wednesday. Inter Miami playing against uh, Real Salt Lake. We, we we teased a little bit of the kind of commercial breakdown of the Messi era and then we got some news this week after we recorded uh, JP Morgan Chase uh, already speaking of the Chase Center um, uh, already a big naming rights partner in in US sports adding another venue the the temporary home of Inter Miami in Fort Lauderdale um, what are you looking at heading into MLS season kickoff no surprise it's happening with uh, Leo Messi on the field in some capacity on Wednesday night you're going to be mad at me be, no, no, you will. You know there are those times when I'm preoccupied and I don't hear what you said. <laughs> we just had one of those times. I know it was messy and MLS related, so I kind of know where you were going. Yeah. But I, I, I really, for a moment, I was like searching the depths of the brain and the name came to me. Would you believe it? <laughs> I, after I go on this big thing, how it's way in the back and it'll never come. And to be honest, I'm full, full, the name came in my brain. And then I was like, wait a minute, that was that him? And then I Googled, and it is him. <laughs> so I had the name. I just wanted to make sure. But it's Steve Shanwalt. Oof. So okay, everybody, go look up it, Steve yeah. Shanwalt. And I'm looking up a Sam Smith article right here, June 22nd, 2015. Here's, let's see, quote from David Stern. Of course, it's not a program unless we bring up David. Steve was a trailblazer in every sense of the word in respect to marketing, game presentation, sponsor sales, and branding of the team. The people could say and probably did that it's easy to fill up Chicago Stadium when Michael Jordan is in his prime. But because of Steve's ability to adapt to new ideas, new techniques and technology, after Michael retired and the Bulls weren't doing quite as well on the court, their attendance and revenue levels nevertheless remained at an extraordinarily high level, which was a tribute to Steve's expertise. Thank you very much. Very Steve nice, Shackle. Scott. Huh? Very good on the memory and, uh, and the stat. Boom. Very Boom. Um, I'm sorry. Now you were saying something about him. Yeah, we maybe have this exact conversation in, in two and a half years when Messi leaves, right? And and then you have the exact same pressure on. We'll see if it, I'm in, not, I'll Miami. take the under on two and a half years. How about that? <laughs> yeah. How about that call right there? Could Taking be, the under could very well be. Um, but yeah, I, I mentioned as you were thinking about that and googling it, uh, Chase Center. The Chase Field, which is where the uh, where the Diamondbacks play, we have another one, Chase Stadium now, where Inter Miami plays. Uh, a lot of commercial growth, not just for Inter Miami, but for MLS as a whole, heading into the season. Uh, but curious, what's on your radar as the season ticks off, kicks off, um, starting to think about from from an MLS perspective? I just want to know: Is Jamie Diamond going to the game? Will he be there? He has yes no? talked up uh, Miami as a tech center, as another hub of, of economics okay. in the U.S. a lot in the past. Not quite to the degree of Ken Griffin, but 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 not insignificant amount. Um, it is notable to me for that reason, Scott, that this is J.P. Morgan Chase, because there there are a number of financial services companies like Citadel and like J.P. Morgan that are clearly prioritizing Miami as it continues to grow well, as a hub Ken. for companies and people. Yeah, remind everybody that Ken is in talks with you know to take a piece of the Dolphins. We should yep. just no and he's building that. the most expensive home in the world in in yeah. Miami. Yeah. Um, how about this on the sponsorship side? If if Chase has the naming rights, how about this for value add? If I am a season ticket holder to that team where Chase has a great relationship, how about I get two points off my mortgage if I go with you? 
Like if interest rates are eight percent, how about I'm a, I'm a Inter I'm Miami season Miami's? ticket holder. I get six percent. What do you think? Uh, I love that. Yeah. Like it, why not? It seems a little dangerous, but um, like the mortgage rates are set for a reason. <laughs> but I I understand. I but they but they can. I mean, Chase is free to lend at any rate it wants. That's true. Yeah. So. That sounds know. like anyway, a good idea for, for, for season ticket holders and maybe not so good idea for JP Morgan Chase. Well, we'll figure we'll make it up on the back end. Somehow Leo has to show up and he does if enough people if enough people sign up to have the Leo Chase branded credit card, then you know, exclusive there only where you get a whole bunch of discounts and things. I don't know. I'm just trying to think like Steve Shanwold. Yeah. Like what what could we do that would keep our levels high when Leo leaves? Like well, you got to plan for that now. You can't, oh my God, he's leaving. What are we going to do? <laughs> you got to start planning for that now. What am I looking at? How about the referees though? This is. I think this has been sort of not not, not covered, a little undercovered yep. that uh, apparently the, uh, the MLS referees – um, just like players, just like anything involved in a labor dispute, and it always revolves around money. They want more money. Um, protesting, you know, they're they're out on the picket lines today in New York when the season starts. You certainly do not want to start a season where people are talking about anything other than the players and the expectation for the great play on the field. Yeah, and, and we can think back to, and it was 2012, by the way, the NFL referee lockout, the, re- the replacement referees. Should we do the call? Should we do the famous call? Was it a Seahawks game? <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah that that in my mind that was like six years ago scott it was it was 12 years ago apparently um but yeah this is the kind of thing that the fans i think and probably other people around the league don't think about that much right the, there's collective bargaining with players obviously but there's also agreements with referees sure. um and re- replacement referees as the nfl saw back in 2012 can become a massive massive storyline uh, as, as your season progresses so we're recording this on wednesday i believe there are some referees doing some picketing outside of, of league offices just a short uh, short walk away from here on, on wednesday but uh this could last a long time it could last before the end of, of the show or before we publish this on uh, on you know, Thursday? You know, we'll you know how long this lasts? Hmm. Are we talking about it after the game start? Did you see that horrendous missed call? Did you see, are the players complaining about their safety because these officials are not up to snuff? If that does not happen, the league has absolutely no reason to pay more money. Yeah. If it does, if it does happen, you watch how fast this is. And, and again, for, for folks who, who don't remember the NFL, the, the joke that we just made, there was a, I believe it was a Monday night game. It might've been a Sunday night game, a, a very high leverage moment at the end of the game between the Seahawks and, and, and the Packers when there was a catch in the end zone and, and one referee said it was complete. And one referee said it was incomplete and they're standing next to each other, giving the contradicting signs. And then it became this huge thing, right? And it, it put a bow on top of exactly what you're talking about, which is, the minute that a majority or a large contingent of fans or players suddenly feel like the product of the league has diminished because of the lack of the uh, 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 of the original or contracted referees, I agree. That's when that's when suddenly the leverage swings a little bit. And, you know who, and maybe you know who could pressure. solve this in in three words? Hmm. Three words. If this know. person says, "Get referees back." It's over. Leo Messi? Leo Messi. <laughs> yeah, okay. There you, there you go. Words, yeah. There you go. Ref's back. Yeah. If, if Leo Messi at any point utters those words, this thing is done. Agreed. What do you need, guys? Agreed. Yep. 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 Anyway. Speaking of Leo, uh, did you see uh, Apple I thought you were going to say speaking a... of Apple. Oh, yeah, there we, <laughs> we're going... there we go. <laughs> we're going. We're talking about two different things, I think, with a similar transition. Um, <laughs> Apple put out a, uh, po- uh, a uh, playlist 
Leo Messi's yes, I saw like, Leo's pregame playlist, yes. playlist um, which which I, I I think of as a just a, a good example of when you sign a, a broadcast deal with Apple, as MLS did, sign, giving all of its international, local, and domestic rights over to Apple, a lot of things that Don Garber, the commissioner of, of MLS and other MLS executives, mentioned about that deal is w- we want Apple as a partner, not just for the the streaming broadcast platform, but for everything else that Apple does, whether that's the Apple News aggregation, which is the way millions of Americans get a majority of their news, all the way through Apple Podcasts and Apple Music, as I'm saying, using Apple Music, the platform, as a way to promote Leo and Inner Miami and the season kicking off. Uh, we've seen it in in Apple Maps. Scott, the if, if you look at a, a number of MLS venues on Apple Maps, they, they clearly get a fun little priority integration in a way that that not everybody else and certainly not all other stadiums get um there is a lot of different ways in which being part of the apple ecosystem helps mls and we saw a new one uh on wednesday apple announced it was unveiling uh, its score app a, a dedicated app for similar to the espn app for that's the thing that most people use but another app where people who want to keep taps on scores across multiple leagues see box scores see stats all that um, there's odds integrations with DraftKings, all of that apple just launched that and i'm sure mls will get nice placement as part of that because of its 10-year deal with apple all right let's say, let's say you have to have that really quick mls scores section how high do you have to go for numbers? Do you need six, seven, eight, nine, like for soccer? How, like, if you could, if you were going to be a betting man, you didn't want to be wrong. If you could get as close to possible, like the highest number you would need for the season, wh- where are you placing that number? Five, five. Oh, I think you need to go a little bit. The way your brain works. Is <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm telling you, but again, hold on. We took the quote right, which this is the part I didn't really get. Hold on, let me, I got to read this yeah. one. It's the Eddie Q quote. You can obviously get scores in many places today, but I don't think anybody is focused and dedicated on the concept of live and making it simple, clean, fast, like we've done. Apple SVP of services, Eddie Q uh, said, blah, blah, blah. We've spent an incredible, uh, an incredible amount of time engineering on this. Somewhere an engineer at ESPN is rolling his eyes or her eyes. <laughs> yeah, I don't now. get it. I'm like, what? I'm, I, I, I don't, yeah. I really don't understand. Like the UX of my score getting has never been a problem. Yeah. I have, a, there are problems of UX for certain apps, but getting scores is just like, here's the score. So, so like, I'm actually I'm, curious, Scott, if you were, if you were out and about, let's say you're watching Jackson play hockey and, and you're like, oh, I wonder who's winning the Islanders game tonight. Yeah. How, are you Googling? Islander score? Are you opening an app to do that? How are I go you to getting ESP- I go to ESPN.com. I go to NHL, hit scores, because then I get them all. So I'm never interested oh, in so, just one. So you do it in, in browser. You don't do it yeah. in an app. No, I don't. Do, no, I mean, I, could, if I may hit the ESPN app. That's fine. Yeah. But I'll just I'll go to ESPN. I'll hit NHL and hit scores. Just gets me everything. Yeah. Then I, I see what's coming on later in the night. I like to see when I get home. Is there a late night game? What on what network is it? Oh, good. I can watch that one. So something like that. I, I'm the same way. I'm, I'm the ESPN app. Most people I know are the ESPN app. It's uh, it, it, they've had a stranglehold on this thing for a while. I know that Google has work to try to get integrations into it. You can just Google a team and see the score immediately. And I know some people that do it that way also. It's been really hard for anybody, and and, and Apple is in a good position to try to make a run at this. It's been very hard for anybody. Bleacher Report had its own thing. The score, which was huge in Canada, but but kind of really struggled to actually integrate into the U.S. really well, and they tried the betting thing as well. No one's really been able to build a, a good app for scores to rival ESPNs. And we'll see if Apple can do that. The other thing I think is, and this is the dream I think for, for companies like DraftKings and FanDuel, 
but I think DraftKings and FanDuel would like to envision a future where if you want to see who's winning a game, you think, oh, I'll just go to the DraftKings app. I can see that just in the same way I can see it on ESPN. And that also means that, oh, if I see the score and then want to place a bet, I'm, I'm one click away as opposed to an app shift away. But there's probably, because of the sports betting apps, never been more competition on, on a lot of sports fans' phones for ways to get scores. And it will be very interesting to see Apple, obviously, because of the iPhone and, and because for a lot of other reasons, is going to come out really well, I think, on this. But it will be interesting to see how much adoption this gets. I have a great story. I know we're a little long, but this, folks, if you're on the treadmill and you're listening to the show, it's worth sticking around. And like, keep going, like lower it, whatever you need to do. Did I ever tell you... The beeper story, like the score beeper story, Evan. I don't know if I ever told you no, this. No, the ESPN. I mean, you know, you know most of my stories. This like we're like a married couple know. now. <laughs> yeah, we're like a married couple. Where if I start it, you start rolling your eyes, like, oh, do I got to do this again? This but might be a uh, new I think one. you'll like yeah. this one. So, I mean, cutting edge technology. Back in the day, one of the companies sent us. It was a little beeper, right? And you could get sports scores on it. Like that's how old I am. And it was like it was the coolest. We used to fight in the department, like who got to bring it home on the weekends. It was like the coolest thing in the world. Like there was no cell phone. There was no – just a beeper where you just got updating scores all the time. It was, it was the coolest thing in the world. So uh, one day, it was my weekend. I had it, uh, and I'm looking at scores, and it happened to be the game where Reggie Miller like scored the, the quick three three-pointers to beat the Knicks, yeah. right? And I exclaimed like I, – I was like, holy, you know what? Like, the Pacers beat the Knicks. Holy, whatever. And unfortunately, I, I did not – and my, my decorum was, was terrible because I, I did not take note of my surroundings in that I was in the Holocaust Museum in Washington, D.C. <laughs> it was, it was a, not a proud moment for me, you know. You know, it's just not appropriate. I, I, yeah, not good. They're still talking but, about you in, in the staff. Yeah, ex- ex- exactly. Like, that was, guy. <laughs> I mean, it's better than do-do-do-do-do-do, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's your update. But I was like, I just exclaimed. Like, I, like I thought the Knicks were going to win. It was over, right? However many points it was. And then I was like, I saw the final score come by the beeper. Holy God. It's, it's also better than Justin Bieber's decorum at the uh, Anne Frank Museum as well. A couple. Of yeah, that's ago. bad. So, that, that, uh, that's bad. <laughs> well, by the way, one more triangulation. Yeah. Uh, who in the sports world? Because we were talking about Apple, obviously, you know, the iPhone, one of the you know biggest successes out there. Who in the sports world was the uh, the main poo pooer of the iPhone, saying it will never amount to, likely never amount to anything? It's a joke. It's such a huge, it's such a huge price tag. This is crazy. We lead the market right now. We're fine with our phones. That thing's never gonna work. Ha ha ha! What are they doing at Apple? Do you know who that was? I love that. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking, was it Balmer? Steve Ballmer, yeah. go go go! Check out the clip of him panning the idea of the iPhone. Yeah, that's tough to be on film. That's a tough one to have on film. Uh, he, and I mean, he did. I will say, he did hedge with the tiniest of. We'll see. <laughs> you know, after saying that won't work, it's terrible. But, ah, we're, we you know we sell all these phones and we're fine at Microsoft. Uh, we'll see, but we'll see. Oops. And, and to bring this triangulation all the way full circle, the number one largest market cap company uh, for U.S. stocks is Microsoft at yeah. uh, just a shade under $3 trillion. So it worked out fine for Steve. It worked it's okay out for Steve, exactly. For, for Microsoft as well. I'm not well. sure I like bringing the triangle full circle, though. That's, that's too, too much. Too many shapes? Me. Yeah, too many shapes. Okay. We should have stuck with one. You can't square that one. Okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> 
god almighty. And with that, we end the show. He is Scott yeah, Soshnick. Yeah. Uh, with Soshnick Crohn's. Uh. Soshnick. You can find me on Twitter at <laughs> Novi underscore Williams. The show is produced by Aaron Greenewald. Thank you very much to Aaron. Sportico's digital media editor, Cora Veltman, would like you to know that you can follow the show at Sportacast, which is the hub of the Sportico Media Network. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.